Hey, hungry homies, upgrade all of your home entertainment with brilliant room-filling sound courtesy of the Sonos Beam. It is the smart, compact soundbar for your TV. You can pair it with the Sonos One, which is a mini but mighty smart speaker with, for an even richer listening experience. You can connect them both over Wi-Fi at home to play different things in different rooms, or you can group all of your speakers together to play in sync. I like very much. I, I, I have the beam. I've described the beam in my giant room that is like the entryway room to my house that really is is not appropriate for a TV, but because of how I, I insist on living my life with my heavy TV usage, I must have it there. The Sonos Beam fills that room with beautiful, luscious, and this is a word I'm going to make up, baseful sound. It really delivers the bass. My little man comes in the front door, and this is the main reason we have it, other than in addition to the fact that we have a uh, TV in the room that's not appropriate for that room. He loves to come in, and we have the uh, the Alexa, and then he orders it to, to play songs. He found an artist that plays songs of um, the poop variety. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to share the, uh, the the artist, uh, but then he'll pivot from that directly into, and I'm, he, he would be so mad at me for sharing this into some Katy Perry. He likes the Katy Perry shuffle. He also loves Michael Jackson. We are listening to that in that room. My wife, not as big uh, a Katy Perry fan. In the other room, she has the Sonos One, the mini speaker, and she's checking out something like perhaps a little Justin Timberlake. Go to, my friends, Sonos.com to learn more. It is S-O-N-O-S.com. Get there and check out these beautiful pieces these sound devices that I'm telling you all about. Oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving week. My hungry homies, my taste buds, my culinary comrades, we have done it. We're back. Welcome to another edition of House of Cars, the food podcast. For the Hungry People, by the Hungry People, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your hungry host, Joe House. Friends, you know we had to have a special, special guest today on a special topic. It's Thanksgiving. Everybody knows that's my very favorite American holiday. Nothing else compares. It's from my eyes to my mouth to my belly. I had four days of beautiful eating. I'm about to start. We recorded on a Tuesday. I'm about to go home and kick off. It's a full week of delicious eating, my friends. Today's guest, direct from TMZ, senior producer there, Van Lathan. We were together at the beginning of October to talk about the NBA, and he dropped on me this family experience of his related to weed Thanksgiving. That made him the perfect guest for today's show. Thanksgiving is a few days away. He's breaking down for us his own experience with weed Thanksgiving. Juliet is back. She was gone for a little bit, a little hiatus. She and I talk about our best thing that we ate this week. And both of us were in New York, so we capture some New York flavor. And of course, food news is around the corner. Let's go ahead and start the chat with me and Juliet, the best things we ate. And then you'll hear from our man, Van Lathan. All right, Hungry Homie, she's back. Juliet, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm spectacular. We've missed you. Bill Simmons has been creeping. I know. He texted me asking if you if I wanted him to fill in. And I was like, yes, sure. But just don't replace me, man. You know, it's hard, hard to live up to the podfather's high standards. Well, I, the, speaking of the high standards, I was worried that there was something afoot. I asked him if, he, if the reason he was coming on making all these appearances was because he was getting ready to fire me. Oh, my God. That'd be hard. For I was worried, friendship. like, you know, when the boss starts participating in your stuff. You know that'd what I mean? Really rough. Yes, that'd be horrible. But no, I, I think he you're claim, safe, man. He, he, he claimed he can't he can't fire me, but I guess we'll see. He can't? I don't know. Like we just said, your, you know. We've based been, on your history or what? Yeah, we've been friends for 30 years. How could how could he fire me? But I don't know. Okay. 
It's not quite 30 yet, a, just, just to be clear. I'm trying to raise my game all the same, just in case. <laughs> Me too. I'm trying to get to your level and Bill's. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of, of raising our game, I want to talk about the best thing I had to eat last week. And Please tell me. You are in New York City, which on the one hand is absolutely wonderful. And I'm psyched to hear about a couple of the places you've been eating because that's always big fun for me. But uh, I'm slightly heartbroken because if I'd known that you were in New York Friday night, I would have invited you to come join me at this unbelievable uh, dinner that was in, in honor of a charity auction item that none other than his, his ownness, Bobby Flay, hosted at his him. restaurant, Gato, which is, I think, in Soho? Or is it cool. NoHo? Where's Lafayette Street? Um, Lafayette is in both. Was it north or south of Houston? <laughs> I feel like it was just north, but what do I know? That would make it NoHo. Yes, that would make it NoHo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, if I'd known you would have come and it would have been great, you would have loved it. Adam Rappaport was there, uh, and yeah, Bobby himself, God bless him. He uh, came out, he introduced some of the food, he told us about what went into it. I mean, what a good guy. By the way, he, I, I he was working too hard for me to ask him to come on the podcast. I will ask him to come on the podcast, obviously. He's a real New Yorker, Bobby Flay. I know. I like his food. How did you have? I think it closed, but have you ever been to Mesa before it closed? No, I, I had not been there before. I like Mesa. It's good. It's good. I, I've heard mixed well, reviews well, on his steakhouses, though. I don't know anything about his steakhouses. I've been to Bobby's Burger Palace here on K Street in Washington, D.C., cool. and many other locations across this great country. And now Gato, served by the chef himself, which was a really cool. I would call it um, a combination, and I, I don't want to put any words in his mouth. I'm sure you can look it up, and, and he describes his vision. In my experience of it, I found it to be this interesting sort of uh, high-low uh, sort of combination of, of uh, food ambition and, and food execution. You have everything from like scrambled eggs and pizza to um, kale and wild mushroom paella. And a Ooh. pork chop porterhouse. So, and, and it all has kind of a Mediterranean vibe to it, Mediterranean flavor, lots of saffron, which is wonderful, lots of crazy fresh um, uh, creatures of the sea kind of items that really evoke that Mediterranean cool. vibe. And I, I can't narrow it down to just one thing. Uh, I will say the, the dish that I was most surprised by was the kale and wild mushroom paella. Of, uh, that sounds really uh, good. You could have it vegan. They, it, it's offered with an egg. We had it with the egg, so it's definitely a vegetarian paella, but you could also have it without the egg, I think, and have it vegan. I just was... I wouldn't say that I was skeptical, but I was uh, wondering how it was going to... how to experience it when he delivered it. And he talked about, you know, the careful attention they they pay to getting the arborio rice at the bottom into the perfect, you know, that the term of art is sucorat, which is sure. the sort of crisp, crispy layer at the bottom there. And I will say the combination of that with the riches of the egg plus the uh, crispy artichokes and, you know, the, the mushroom kale, like kale, I've experienced it in a lot of different ways, Caesar salads. Um, you know, kind of a, a raw salad kind of vibe. This was elevated. This was better than that. Kale, I think, if, if, with the right touch, is delicious. Not done well, I find disgusting. But like actual well, this, chefs, you know how to use it. Like it, 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 it can add so much flavor. You've gotten right to the heart of the matter, and I, I always, you know, there's always a lingering doubt in the back of your mind when when somebody brings kale to you because if it's not done with the deft hands, with, you know, somebody who's got an inspired vision, it can just be um, a chewy dirt lettuce. Right. And, 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 and then, chewy dirt lettuce is not my vibe. I don't like it in salad. It's like now become like a very popular salad base and I never want it. Like when I go to Sweet Greens, I never get kale. It's just, it's kind of t- tough. Like it needs to be softened. 
uh, you know, it needs a lemon juice. It needs some kind of a vinaigrette to soften it. And it needs to kind of sit in that for a little bit to take the toughness out of it. But then you're, you're concerned. How do you not overdo it? You can't have it be, uh, you know, you don't want wet kale. Sure. So I don't know. It seems like a hard one. This restaurant looks pretty good. And by New York standards, pretty affordable. I'm looking at the menu right now. That's, this is what I mean by the high-low concept. You can yeah. do like it's a pizza and, and, and some scrambled eggs and then maybe a protein. I, we had the halibut. It was absolutely brilliant. This halibut in a um, saffron and romesco sauce. And mm, they, were, they were these perfect, perfect little squares of, of filet that were delicious. And, and then the, the broth you would ladle over. I mean, come on. That sounds amazing. I, I love Bobby Flay's food, as far as I know. I've never had a bad experience. Well, we're, we, we'll have to make it up to you. You have to get, we have to get you to Gato. Uh, we drank very well as well. Cool. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. So that, that was the best thing I ate. It's not every day that you get to go, you know, visit a world famous chef in his own restaurant and have him come out and, and bring the food to you. Uh, so that, that, that kind of made it a no brainer for this week. Awesome. I, I'm jealous. If you are wondering, best thing I ate this week was I just like popped into some random uh, Chinese food place, just Shanghai Chinese, called uh, Little Alley in like Murray Hill. And I just had like a solo, very quick um, order of scallion pancakes and uh, pork soup dumplings, Shaolong Bao, one of my favorite foods. And it's mm. just always good. Mm. I think that's my favorite meal. That's a wonderful meal. I, I forget about sca- scallion pancakes because I haven't yet stumbled into um, the right Chinese delivery inside the city, so where I live. And most of the time, I'm having Chinese food as as a delivery item. I'm not getting in my car and driving for Chinese food uh, is, is kind of the way I'm living my life here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, you just have to find the right place for scallion pancake. You know, who does a great uh, scallion pancake? And there's one. I'm going to botch the name of it. Um it's a variation. It's different from a scallion pancake, but it's in that same uh, phylum. Is the Korean version with that has egg and oh, seafood? Yeah. This uh, yeah, pancake. I love that. And I, do you remember the name? I don't remember the name. No, of that. I don't. But I love that as well. But I'm thinking about that because I have the, my Korean pals that I see around this time of year every year. We always schedule a bagogi dinner. Nice. Uh, there's plenty of great Korean restaurants in the in the DMV. You leave the city to go have great Korean food, but you can have terrific Korean food 20 minutes outside in, in uh, Wheaton, Maryland or Annandale, oh, Virginia. Yeah. There's places in Virginia. So I've heard about that. We're going to do that. Sounds fantastic. I'm psyched for it. Sounds great. What's on this week's well, show, House? Well, uh, we have my man Van Lathan is on. We were together. He was in your company and my company at the NBA Palooza. What do we call it? Yeah, NBA Preview Palooza. NBA Preview Palooza. At the very beginning of the NBA season, we were all in each other's company. We sat and live streamed uh, with a viewing audience, the uh, Sixers playing the Celtics. And during the course of that two hours, we started talking about food. And Van Lathan mentioned his experience from Louisiana with Weed Thanksgiving. You know what's not smart? Getting yourself all the way up to New York City, if you're from D.C. like I am, and not figuring out a way to have a delicious slice. I was lucky enough, as you just heard on this week's episode of Best Thing I Ate, uh, to have a beautiful meal at Bobby Flay's Gato. You know what I did right afterwards? I got on my own two feet. I walked 10 blocks over to Sauce Pizzeria, East 12th and like 1st Avenue, absolutely glorious my favorite kind of charred chewy crusty uh thin crust and and a beautiful matz on 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 top i had two slices of of plain but let me tell you another thing that's smart my friends going to ziprecruiter.com slash carbs to hire the right person ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It has powerful matching technology, scanning thousands of resumes, identifying people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and then actively inviting them to apply so you are getting qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating is coming from hiring sites on Trustpilot. 
with over a thousand reviews. That's a lot of validation, my hungry homies. Right now, House of Carbons listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. ZipRecruiter.com slash C-A-R-B-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hungry homies, what a guest we have for you today. It is the week of Thanksgiving. This gentleman is a screenwriter, an essayist. You may know him from his walk of life as a TMZ senior producer. Was in the headlines for a couple minutes this summer because of an exchange that he had with Kanye West. He is the host of the Red Pill Podcast. He's developing film and TV projects as we speak. Most importantly, for our purposes, he's in the process of writing his debut book that documents his own weight loss journey, offers some advice on how to get your own self into shape. A native son of Louisiana, he's from Baton Rouge, Van Lathan. Welcome to House of Cars. I have to say, that is the most fantastic intro I've ever gotten of all the intros I've gotten. I am super excited to be on uh, all with you guys today, man. That was amazing. I, I feel humbled to have been intro like that. My guy, we, we're humbled and honored and blessed to have you today. Now, just to give the backstory for all of our hungry homies, you and I had the great pleasure of being in each other's company back in the middle of October. We were convened by the podfather himself, Bill Simmons, uh, to, to watch the, the, the onset of this uh, NBA season. We gave some live commentary to the, uh, the Sixers and the Celtics. And then I, I uh, sat in on a podcast that you did with, with Bill Simmons. Now, in the course of our time together, uh, Brother Lathan, you mentioned something to me that, that kind of blew my mind. And we resolved right then and there in that moment to have you come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is the moment. It's Thanksgiving week. We're going to talk about, you introduced me to a thing I hadn't heard of before. It was, it's weed Thanksgiving. Now, let, let, let's, let's, let's save weed Thanksgiving for a minute because that's really, that's going to be the entree here. But I want to, I want to tackle with you in the first place. Um, the book that you're writing, because it's very on point with our show. And we know from your Instagram, you've been very transparent about your own journey, your own experience with food, your own relationship with food. So let's talk a little bit about the inspiration behind the book and what, what you're working on here. Yeah. So the book is called fat to the future. And what the book is basically about is, um, it's about sort of how my life changed. Uh, once I lost weight. So I was about at my highest weight, around 360 pounds. And for me, being at that weight, and it's always important to say this, right? So when I'm talking about sort of my weight and how I view things or view the world or look at the world, it was me personally. There are a lot of people out there that are carrying a little bit extra weight. They're completely confident, um, beautiful, amazing souls that don't feel like they need to lose a pound and shout out to them. God bless them, right? For me, though, personally, uh, I felt trapped inside of my body. I felt uh, in a way that I was developing all types of unhealthy uh, life habits that were really making it very difficult for me to reach some goals that I really have for myself. So, um, it was very important for me to have lost weight. My relationship with food, food was like a confidant to me. Like, I'm from the South. I'm from Baton Rouge. Um, and so a lot of things that we do down there, a lot of the rituals that we have, they center around food. Fish fries, right. crawfish boils, you know, um, yeah. jambalaya, all that stuff. It, it's tailgating. It all centers around food. So what happens is sometimes inadvertently, when you're in that culture, at least from what I observe, is you start to derive, you start to connect food to social enjoyment and just enjoyment, period. And for some people, it becomes an addiction, and it definitely became that for me. So uh, 
in, in terms of your own experience with that, and that's very relatable. I mean, on the, on the one hand, part of of this uh, podcast, the very uh, spirit of it is the enjoyment of food and you know the celebration of of food as as a as a communal kind of uh, event. But you know, it, it is you know that the 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 potential is always there for that addiction. Uh, um, you know, element to come in and then, and then obviously that needs the dressing in your own experience. Did you have a Eureka moment or was it something that where you, you decided, you know, to try and deal with it over time? How did you come to realize, look, this is something that I want to tackle. So <laughs> I was getting out of the car, right. And I was getting out of the car. I never forget this moment. I was getting out of the car and I had a 93 Ford Taurus. And this was, I love this car. It was a, super high octane, the SHO joint, it was the sixth shift and all of this. It, it was, a, I loved the car. My mom had had it before she got navigation, gave me the car, but the car sat a little lower to the ground uh, than my dad's truck and all of that stuff like that. So for me, I'm about six, four, getting out of the car. You know, it's like, you know, I drive SUVs now, but then you have to do a little work. But I remember getting out of the car and my heart rate shot up. Like I was with it. Ah. And, and like, being winded uh, just from getting out of the car, I was like, you know what? I wonder how much I weigh. And because, like, there's so many little habits that people who maintain healthy weights and healthy lifestyles do uh, that other people don't. One of them is actually weighing yourself. One of them is knowing round about how much you weigh. Uh, studies have shown that people that weigh themselves a little bit more, they have a healthier body weight. So for me, I was like, I wonder how much I weigh. So I uh, get back in the car. I just worked an overnight at Best Buy, by the way. So I get back in the car, and I drive to Walmart, because I don't have a scale in my house. Um, I get to the Walmart, and, uh, you know, I ask them where the scales are, like, where are they at? They're like, scales are, you know, over here. And I grab a scale, and I don't want anybody to see me weighing myself, so I'm about to take it to the bathroom. (laughs) So I'm taking the scale to the bathroom, right? I'm walking with the scale going into the bathroom. Yeah. And big black dude with long cornrows, what yeah. happens? Somebody goes, yo, what are you doing? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yo, I want to weigh myself. I'll never forget the guy goes, okay, cool. If you want to weigh yourself, do it right there. Like, wanted me to weigh myself in front of him. So I'm like, yes. all right, cool. And so, because I had to know. So I get on the scale, and the scale says I weigh 55 pounds. And I'm like, yo, that can't be right. right. And then he looked at me. He's got a smirk on his face. And he says, that's a 300-pound scale. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, anything over 300 pounds, the scale just shows you the rest. It just goes past zero, and you add it on. And I'm like, yo, I'm 355 pounds? And he goes, yeah, but just to let you know, you're supposed to sc- calibrate those scales when you go home, so uh, it could be off. Cool. I leave, put it back on the shelf, I go to GNC. GNC has this thing where you could t- put a quarter into the scale, and it'll, it'll like, a quarter into a digital scale to decide how much you weigh. Get okay. on it. I wasn't, I wasn't 355. I was 365. Oh, my gosh. So the, the scale in Walmart was wrong, but it was light. Yeah. And just being confronted with the number for me was the moment I was like, yo, I'm 25 years old. I don't want to have this life path. I need to do something to try to control my weight. And I kind of started then. Now, where where were you living at this time? At this point, I was living in uh, in Baton Rouge, uh, living back in Louisiana, but I didn't really start losing the weight. Um, until I moved out here to California. Yeah. Now, I, I, I know you're still working on the book. How close are you uh, to having it done, and how, how, cl- how far away are we from publication? Uh, probably next year. We're very okay. – uh, like, the, book, the, the book is pretty much written, so, so probably end of next year, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't want to steal the thunder of the book, but I do want to talk about a little bit of, of you know, what did you do – uh, to start addressing this, some combination of exercise and 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 diet. I'm interested in your own personal journey that way. Sure. So, um, and 
say that the book is, is is actually not a weight loss book. I should say this. When I say the book is not a weight loss book, I mean, the book to me is, is I, I call it a transformation manual. And the reason why I call that, I know that sounds kind of hokey and Tony Robbins bullshit. But the reason why I, the, like, the reason why I say that is because I actually don't believe that you need to really talk to somebody about how you lose weight. Because I think that most people understand that if you cut your calories a little bit and you become a little bit more active, you'll lose weight some way. I think the hard thing for people is to maintain the type of consistency, consistency that you need to lose a lot of weight. Because yeah. when you're as heavy as I was, you're not going to go to the scale and see results right away. You're going to see small results. You're going to lose a pound here, two pounds here. And then after a while, it's going to add up to you having lost a lot of weight. To maintain that every single day, you have to trick your mind and trick your body. And the way that you do that is to sort of retrain yourself to love progress. Human beings just seem to really, really enjoy. That's why one thing why food is so great, right? Food is so great because it's in front of you. You look at it, you enjoy it, and then it's gone. You get it right. all right there, yep. right? And you get all these amazing flavors and all these, these amazing experiences. It's right there. There's a difference between loving food and loving cooking. When you love cooking, you love the process. When you love food, you love the results. People love results. They hate processes the way we are. And so yeah. you have to retrain your mind to sort of love the process, what it is that you're doing. And for me, it started off with doing just what I could. I like It started off with just, like, I would sneak in little workouts. I mean, I would walk to the gym, right? And when yeah, I got to right. the gym, what I started doing was just getting on an exercise bike for 15 or 20 minutes a day. And just pushing myself a little bit more and cutting out things that you know are unhealthy, right? So I started off, I said, okay, no more soda. Um, yeah. And all of the things that I know inherently are bad. And just the act of cooking your own food. Like when you're in the house and you're making the stuff that you're eating, you're controlling the ingredients, what's going in it. You're seeing how much of this you need. You're able to cut back on things. And you'd be surprised if you stick to it how quickly your body, your taste buds, your mind readjusts to what it is that you're doing now. I think the first month I lost about 35 pounds. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I know you from, from just having recently met you, and you are, you know, 6'4". I don't know what your weight is right now, but you could be playing, you know, linebacker. You're, you're, you're size. You cut. <laughs> you're, a, it's, you're a striking figure. So people... You you know you need to see the picture the side by side that I saw of you on your Instagram that really tells the tale of the journey that you've been on and and I'm I'm psyched to see you know how this when the book comes out that the the way that you describe this transfer, transformation I mean it's obviously it's a lifestyle change and you know sure. something that you found in, in your own life you know at a, at a at a young age you were able to to jump in into it so uh, uh, it's it's called fat to the future fat to the future yeah i love fat it to the future. Like, it, it just it just you know has a lot to do with and really the book is a breakdown of things that are easier once you've lost weight it's not yeah. it's really like when i'm when i mean things that are easier i mean like there's a book dedicated to shopping there's a chapter dedicated to shopping there's a ta chapter dedicated to sex there's small things. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. If we're all at a barbecue, it's easier for me to actually be fat now that I'm not fat anymore. So if we're at a barbecue, right, and everybody's eating, everybody's going ham, going hard on the food. Yes. The, the girls, the, the guys that are in shape and the girls that are in shape, they can get five or six plates, eat anything they want. No one looks at them crazy at all. Right. But see, when the big brother, when the big brother comes over there, and get his second piece of chicken. They're like, look at this fat ass dude eating up all the chicken. And so like, it's just like, there's so many things about everyday life that are just simpler and are easier for me once I was able to do that. I just want to share that with people that are going through the same thing, and I hope that it resonates with them. Yeah, what I, what, what I loved was your earnest uh, uh, invitation to folks on Instagram, and this is no small thing, you have, uh, you know, 340,000 followers uh, inviting folks to DM you 
who might be at the at the very front end of their own uh, journey might be interested in, in trying to tackle a transformation their own selves. So I, I, I thought that was, uh, uh, you know, terrific. And I'm glad that we got a chance to compare notes on this. I wasn't prepared today uh, to, to tackle this until I started doing a little research. I like to know a little something mm-hmm. about my subjects before we jump in it. The thing that I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't do any research whatsoever on the main topic of today's show, Van Lathan, which is weed oh, wow. Thanksgiving. I, I want you yeah. to just share this with me and all our hungry homies out there. What are, what are you talking about? Okay. So, listen. Something that goes on in my household down in Baton Rouge. Shout out to mama. Shout out to mama mom. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what goes on down there is there's an alternative Thanksgiving, if you will, meaning all the regular Thanksgiving foods are made, but if you want to have a little bit of extra fun, there is Thanksgiving food that is infused with cannabis, okay? There are two different ways that they do this. Okay. Both involve involve rendering the cannabis to make either weed butter or weed cooking oil. Oh, brilliant. Right, so we're talking about uh, mashed potatoes, garlic mashed potatoes made with weed butter. We're talking about small pies because you want the pies, you want the desserts to be small so that they, um, uh, so that they maintain their potency. Small yes. little blueberry uh, sweet potato pies made with weed butter. The turkey basted, uh, smaller turkey, but basted uh, in THC oil and. We sit down. Most people that come over to Mama's house, they partake in the weed, the weed fair, right? We sit yeah. down, we eat, we eat these foods, um, and we have more fun than you could possibly imagine on Thanksgiving. And by the way, the fun doesn't end on Thanksgiving because when you consume this, <laughs> it lasts for much, much longer. You actually go to sleep. And wake up, and you're still in the fun zone. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, I, I I can't believe this. Now, help me understand the backstory here. Uh, obviously, you know your own uh, tradition uh, and your family's tradition. W- what was the age at, that that? At you, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but how old were you when you were um, first invited to eat some of the alternative uh, offerings? I think I was about nine the first time I ate it, nine or ten. No, I'm just fucking around. No, I was, uh, <laughs> I'm dying laughing right now. I'm dying. <laughs> she didn't start doing it until I was like 22. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, my, yeah. Mom is, uh, my, my mom does a, uh, my mom is a caterer, uh, or she had uh, a catering situation down in Baton Rouge. She doesn't do it anymore, but she's a fantastic cook and she's always experimenting with food. So, like, even, uh, foods that don't have anything to do with cannabis. My mother is um, just always taking something, blending something, taking traditional Cajun food, and adding different things to it. It's one of her favorite things to do uh, is to cook and make amazing food. And uh, she came upon something, or, or she met a lady. I actually can't remember like how she got into it, but she got a cookbook back then that showed you how to do it. And oh, wow. the first time. She did it. Uh, the 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 taste was very strong because anybody that's ever eaten edibles before, you know that there is a, a a taste to it. It was very strong the first time, but over the years, she's perfected it to the degree to where the food has to be labeled, or else you really wouldn't know. Oh, so, that's incredible! Um, yeah, it's and it's and it's you know it's good stuff, and it's Thanksgiving, and you tend to overindulge, but you got to be careful, right? Because you don't want to have too much of this stuff because edibles will really mess you up. So um, I say around 2002 or 2003, it started and it was perfected just before I left to come to L.A. Like the last Thanksgiving I had there in uh, 2005, by that point, she was an expert. So are you, uh, I know you have at least one sister. What's your family? What's the family composition? Um, One sister. Some brothers, uh, but yeah, in the household, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was one. It was just it was me and, uh, and me and my sister. And are you the youngest? I am the youngest. Yes. Yeah. So, 
when your mom, uh, you know, started this experimentation, were you already of age where you could partake in the early days, or did you have to wait a little bit? Oh no, I could. That was definitely of age, but I mean, it was illegal anyway. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it was like, sure. I was like, at that point, yeah, I was definitely of age. Uh, you know what I mean? I was for sure I was of age. Like I said, I was twenty-two, but it was. Um, I mean, times were different. Then. Things have changed so much. So it was. It wasn't like you could do it, and that's another thing. When you render this stuff, the smell is crazy. Oh, so, interesting! I wouldn't have guessed right. that. And so, yeah, you got your neighbors like, "What are they doing over there?" But, <laughs> you know, that's never happened. <laughs> uh, so, in in your household, uh, as your mother uh, was experimenting in this way, how many guests would come to your house for this meal? Everybody. So, in Louisiana. Everybody, our house was the last house, so everybody oh, ended up there. Meaning, I see. Everybody would go around. My mom is just house. I can't. My mom is just by far the best cook. Right? Shout out I to see. all my homies' moms. They know their mamas can't cook. Like, <laughs> like my mom. You know, like, like my mom is just by far. Anyone that knows her and knows what she can do will tell you it's just next level the way she the, the way she does what she does. She. It's part of her ministry of life. She loves to cook. And so doesn't matter where everyone started, the end of the, the ending meal was always our house. So by by the time things were over, you have all of my sister's friends, you have family, then my whole crew, probably about ten guys, maybe five girls, all of my sister's friends, everybody is at the crib. Everybody I is see. at my mom's. So the the tradition the tradition you came up with is kind of a traveling Thanksgiving where everybody goes around to each other's houses, but the the everybody knows the right place to end is is where you're going to get the 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 best version of of the Thanksgiving experience. And then so that was your mom. You your house was the uh, the 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 final convening, the final meeting place, and that was before. The, the 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 weed Thanksgiving even came to a, a existence, right? Yeah, the weed Thanksgiving actually scared some people away. Oh my! You know what I mean? like, they, yeah, though, there was there was some people that were like, yo, you know, because you know, the first time we did it, we were like crawling around on the floor, like we ate, <laughs> we over ate. Like, well, that like, would I scare mean, me you know too. I, mean? I would be scared too. <laughs> yeah, like the first time we did it, because it takes a while, man. It takes a while for it to hit you, and then once it does. We were like, because our house where we lived at that time uh, was out in Zachary, Louisiana, and it's like we were out on like um, uh, 20 acres of land, and there was a pond and a barn and horses and all of that stuff, and we were out in the back in the dark looking up at the sky, just rolling around. Like, we were high, high, like <laughs> high. And, and, and so a lot of people, once they heard the story, they were like, yo, we're not trying to come over there. And, and get all messed up before we got to go back and be with our families on the holidays I mean, I, like I, that. They have a point. I understand where they're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> but when, once you know, she's got it so calibrated now, and the crew knows. So here's the interesting thing. I want to get into some of the nuts and bolts. How, how is it that, that uh, it's got to be the case that there are no leftovers of any of the food that's not uh, treated with with the uh, cannabis infusion, right? I mean, because all, it, all that's it, gone. Yeah. It's all gone, right? That's gone. Yeah. And then what I'll about the what about the the edibles? Can they be saved? Are there leftovers of the edibles? Well, a lot of times that gets eaten up too. But yeah, she does freeze some of it. My mom is also big on freezing, so a lot of sweet potato pies. Oh. And that kind of stuff like that, yeah. it freezes that. Now, I'll be honest with you. In my opinion, once it's defrosted, the TAC taste gets really, really strong to me. Oh, okay. Um, I, I couldn't right, handle right. that. Right. So once it's defrosted to me, the TAC taste gets really, really strong. I get it. Um, but, but, you know, uh, like, and it's weird because it was some kind of anomaly out out out, out there. Like we, there wasn't a lot of it, but out here in LA, a lot of people are cooking with the oil and using can of butter and all of that stuff like that. I see like a lot of people are talking about it. 
I saw somebody on my Instagram talking about having a Thanksgiving. They call it Thanksgiving with a D. Thank. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Right. And it's like, yeah, Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's, 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 it's more, but my mom was before the curve. She was ahead of the game. Well, especially down south. I mean, she had to have been a, a real pioneer uh, in, in terms of that combination in the early 2000s because you, you, you just described how amongst your circle, nobody ever heard of it, nobody considered it, and the idea of crawling around on the ground at the end of the <laughs> evening was a little bit of a, of a chilling experience. Now, uh, are you going to be able to go home for Thanksgiving uh, this year? Nah, man. Unfortunately, not, man. You're working too hard, uh, man. You were just working too hard. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, it doesn't matter because I've sworn off edibles forever. I'll never do it again. Wow. Okay. Well, I why can't. is that? I didn't. I didn't know that you were holding out. I didn't know that that was the, the the uh, you buried the lead a little bit there. Listen, I the one thing about my mother and and it really contributed to, and she'll tell you to my weight loss is that. You can't turn down a play from her, right? Like, right. She makes the food and she makes the food, and she's put so much love and pour. It doesn't even matter what she makes; she could bake some biscuits, right? She's put so much love and so much into it. If you turn the food down, instant tears. If you go out to eat, right? You go to a restaurant with your girl. When you come home, if my mom is cooked, you gotta eat it. Gotta eat it. I understand. You gotta eat it. You gotta eat it, right? And so there was actually a point of contention um, between her and I when I was like, yo, I'm not eating edibles anymore ever, edible anything ever. And this goes back to the cookie conversation that we had on the, um, on the live, uh, when we were doing the live watch party yes. with Al Harrington and, um, and uh, Steven Jackson gave me the cookies and I, I put the cookies down and the cookies hit me too hard. I'm like, yo, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm like, I haven't done it as much anymore, I, and so I don't want to do it. So when I told my mom, I was like, because uh, I, I, I bring my mom out here for Thanksgiving sometimes, I was like, yo, you know, I don't need it, we don't need it to, to render anything. First of all, I'm not trying to stink up the entire public complex, and then secondly, mm-hmm. like, I, I like, like, I'm just not on it anymore. She was offended. Oh, boy. Like, she, like, she, she didn't appreciate that one bit. Uh, but, this year, I actually bought all the Thanksgiving food that we're going to eat. I had a chef do it, you know, because we're coming up in the world, baby. Yeah, I so got I you. I got you. And we're doing it at the house, but now nah, there's going to be no week Thanksgiving. But I'll tell you one thing. Nothing brings a family closer together than being smashed ridiculously high together. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I, I can't top that. I'm trying to think about being with my parents, both of whom are in their 70s, and I you know, knock on wood, I'm, I'm blessed. Both of them are still alive. But my, my father, ex-Marine, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I may have seen him drunk t- twice in my entire life. I'm just trying to imagine what it would be like with, with, with my, especially my father, uh, doing a little Thanksgiving, having the, 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 the mashed potatoes with the, with the, uh, with the butter. Uh, I can't really picture it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I couldn't picture it either with my dad, but and we knew that my dad would never try them, so the only time we've ever done it to anyone, we switched his fire on him. Oh, my God. You did it. You did it to him. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. All right. Well, now, let, let's. <laughs> and, and what happened? Well, seeing my father high was the most precious thing in the entire world because my mother has been uh, like a weed smoker my entire life yeah okay my mother's yeah. always smoked weed it's never been a big deal to me my mom was a hippie she'd always done it it wasn't a big i think i saw her rolling up for the first time i think i was maybe 13 or 14 okay? yes and um and but my dad i never my dad was like your dad i've never seen my dad drink before my dad just doesn't he doesn't do any of that stuff like you know what i mean yeah but, I think we were a little bit gone. And so we, you know, asked for a piece of sweet potato pie. And I remember, I remember even my, um, my cousin was like, yo, put a lot of whipped cream on the sweet potato pie so that <laughs> it doesn't taste different to him. And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, my mom, by the way, cause she'll get pissed off if she hears it. She was not in on this. Yeah, so, I get it. Cause she was very, she was very upset with us. Oh, um, and so we did it, right? And he ate it. 
And it took about an hour for us to notice how he was acting different. And then he was sitting down, just tossing the football in the air, telling every high school football story that he had ever had. My dad looked at me and my dad said, you heard of O.J. Simpson? And I was like, of course I've heard of O.J. Simpson. My dad was like, O.J. Simpson wasn't shit compared to me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, let me, uh, how long did it take him to forgive you after that? Uh, that story's not as fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it took a little, I, I got it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it yeah. at that. But, but look, you, you had the experience. Yeah. There was a price to be paid as, as is often the, the, the case in life. Sometimes those precious moments, you, you, you know, the, it, was the juice worth the squeeze? Maybe so. You got to see your dad. You got to experience something with him that you otherwise in your whole life might not have had. But I, I understand there was a price to pay. You paid that price right. and you you live to tell about it. Van Lathan, thank you so much for coming on here today. He is TMZ senior producer. You can see him anytime you want on TMZ online. The host of the Red Pill podcast and upcoming 2019 publication, Fat to the future, his document of, oh, let me do that again too. Sorry, man. His book coming out documents his journey of, of weight loss and, and transforming his own life. My man, thank you so much for coming on here and breaking it down with us today. I appreciate this anytime, man. I love food. I love what you guys do over there. So if you ever need me, just call. You got it. Thank you, man. All right, brother. All right, my taste buds, super duper thanks to Van Lathan. Incredible and revealing conversation about Thanksgiving in Louisiana. We're going to do food news, of course. Juliet is back. Before we get there, a couple words from some friends of ours. When you make Thanksgiving turkey, hungry homies, you can do so with the Jules sous vide, and you are cooking that bird for 24 hours until it is juicy tender and by far the best turkey you have ever tasted cooking with you lets you choose your perfect doneness so it's better than a normal recipe with Jules, there's zero guesswork you're cooking up your steak your chicken seafood of course the turkey roasts eggs veggies they're all coming out exactly the way you like them it is fun to try cooking new recipes or cuts of meat because Jules is helping you make chef level food without any effort. It's taking the pressure off of you, hungry homies. You never have to worry about the food being under or overcooked. And Jules is coming with you. They're delivering to you hundreds of step-by-step recipes and guides for endless inspiration. You could be like me. You could be one of these people like, I don't like to cook fish at home because I just can't get the consistency right. I'm always cooking it inside the house. Should I saute? Should I bake? Should I broil? Well, let me tell you, cooking with Jules, it's hands-free. You can check the progress on your phone so you don't need to babysit the food while you cook. I keep talking about this beautiful salmon. I'm going to keep cooking this salmon because I've fallen in love with it. It's a once a week in the house household thing. To get yours, hungry hungry homies, visit chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, that's Jule, and use code CARBS to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code CARBS for $15 off. Jule, perfect food every time. Culinary Comrades Today Show also brought to us by our super duper pals at Snake River Farms. What a great time of year for the beautiful Snake River Farms cuts of, of meat cuts of pork. Wait, wait till you hear about this. Let me tell you. They're offering some of the very best beef in the world. A cross-breed, hungry homies, of highly prized, purebred Japanese Wagyu cattle and traditional American cattle breeds. These are melt-in-your-mouth cuts, intensely marbled with a robust 
beef flavor. You can experience rich Wagyu flavors and still eat more than a couple ounces of steak. So this is the, the issue. As so many of my taste buds know, if you get in Wagyu, you can only eat a couple ounces at a time. The, tr- the, the, the pure Wagyu, pure Japanese Wagyu, it can get to be a little bit rich. This beautiful cut marbles it up. It's mixed up. Snake River Farms American Wagyu grades out well above USDA prime beef. Most people have never had beef this marbled. No wonder it's served by chefs who know beef. Ranging from up-and-coming chefs to well-known culinary geniuses and their establishments. Listen to this. Here's where you find it. Thomas Keller's French Laundry and Per Se. Wolfgang Puck's Cut. And, of course, Masaharu Morimoto's Morimoto. Snake River Farms has even been served in Michelin-starred restaurants, James Beard award-winning kitchens, and legendary steakhouses all over the United States. Elevate your holiday meals this season with beef and pork from Snake River Farms' full line of steaks, roasts, and hams. Their kurubota ham and pork is of the Kobe equivalent of ham. House of Carbs listeners get 15% off their order. Just go to www.snakeriverfarms.com and enter promo code H-O-U-S-E at checkout. That's promo code HOUSE. Enter to checkout. You get 15% off your order. Go get a great big order of roasts and steaks. It's the season right now, my hungry homies. www.snakeriverfarms.com Now it is time for Food News. Yo, Juliet! Hey, House. What's up? Boom. We're back. I'm so happy to have you back. I love having the Podfather on for food news, but, you know, I, I, I need my homie. I need my, my taste bud right by my side. It's Thanksgiving week. It's a big week here. Uh, I'm ready to hit it with these stories. There, there's right, we got let's, one let's, Thanksgiving let's, themed. Good. Let's do it. All right. The first one. Pop Bellies is serving a turducken sandwich, which is incredibly intriguing. And this story is from the Washington Post by Tim Carmen, who's been on the show, yes? Yeah, guest of, of House of Carbs, Tim Carmen, Washington Post correspondent and food critic. A hungry homie, let there be no doubt. Here's what he says. Nothing says Thanksgiving like the sacrifice of not one, not two, but three different birds for your casual midday repast of excess. Uh, the turducken is not a symbol of humility and gratitude. It's the opposite. It's an ostentatious cross-section of meats designed to signal your economic status. I never thought about it that way. And maybe even your general disregard for life on the planet. Well, Pop Ellie's taken this into consideration, and they are now offering a turducken sandwich, the rusting nesting doll of foul meats. Um, he ordered the six-inch turducken, which was $8.05 at the Potbelly location near McPherson Square in downtown D.C. Uh, I know that one. <laughs> he watched them as they lifted a stainless steel steam pan from the line and gave a peek, gave him a peek of the product. It was coarsely chopped meat molded into a loaf, more like a con- country terrine than a bird stuffed into the cavity of another bird. The employee said he couldn't tell by visual inspection alone which meat was which, which... Under the dim lights inside this pot belly, he could only detect a few pieces of dark duck meat t- dark duck meat tucked into the chunky mosaic of bird proteins. The whole thing held together with cornbread stuffing. The sandwich comes with mayonnaise, a cranberry honey sauce, tomato, lettuce, Italian seasonings, and oddly, slices of cheddar cheese, which next to gumballs is just about the last thing he associated with the Thanksgiving spread. Uh, he said, the fixings crowded out more autumnal flavors, though not completely, and... Despite his general contempt of the concept of turducken, he liked the sandwich and he got two of them. <laughs> See, two. I said he, I told you he was a hungry homie. Of course Amazing. he had two. Amazing. So uh the idea of this, I I, I I get the notion that it is like slightly excessive. And all those ingredients that I, I would just leave off a bunch of the ingredients. So if you're if you what you want is the turkey and the duck and the chicken and maybe a touch of the stuffing and a touch of the the however they're delivering that cranberry and then you have to have the mayonnaise and then I would ask for like a, just a shake of salt on, on that uh, 
But I, I am now sufficiently intrigued. I think I have to go have one. What do you think? I mean, I'm really interested. I also just love pot belly, like love. I've never had a bad pot belly experience. Yeah, you know, you and I have uh, a real um, simpatico when it comes to sandwiches. And I was on the Bill Simmons. No, he came on. This was uh, when I was in L.A. He came on Food News. And he asked me my my top sandwich at the moment. I don't remember how we got to talking about sandwiches. But afterwards, I was encouraged to do an L.A. sandwich tour. And the place I was told I must get to. I haven't been. I'd been there once, but it's probably been 10 or maybe even longer, maybe 12, 13 years, is, is um, Langer's. Mm. Got to get to yes. Langer's in L.A. Delicious. Have you done Langer's? Yes, of course. It's delicious. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. Is there a go-to sandwich that you that you have at the Langer's? Well, I believe their go-to thing is corned beef, which I like. Or maybe it's pastrami. I can't remember. It's one of the other. You know, it's one of the two Jewish things. I really like the I like a pastrami, I like a corned beef. Both fantastic. The rye bread is obviously kind of the linchpin of that kind of sandwich. Um yes. but their matzo ball soup is just also really fucking good. It's just really good there. We oh. used to get it takeout RFG. like at Grantland. Yeah. RFD. Really fucking RFG, really fucking good. Yeah. I, I like corned beef and pastrami, but like obviously not together separately. I kind of prefer corned beef, but I like both. My I'm I'm staying with my parents right now who are like obsessed with this Kobe pastrami they get from Zabar's. And I'm just like, how fancy did you two get? I don't even understand, but okay. <laughs> that speaking of of excessive, that doesn't feel like it's necessary. I know, <laughs> I know but they're like obsessed with it. <laughs> okay. Have you tried it yet? No, I haven't, but it's in the fridge. I'll report well, take back. Take a picture. Is there okay. any in the house? Yeah, of course. And how are you supposed to eat it? Do you eat it on a bagel? Do Sandwich. you eat it on rye? Or do you eat it on... Rye bread. They're big rye bread Pumpernickel? People. Rye bread. Okay. Yeah. So the Wagyu pastrami with a smear of mustard? How, what, what's yes. the... Mustard and I think maybe a cheese. I don't even... I'll interview them and report back next week. <laughs> yes, that's spectacular. Yeah. That that I'm wondering if it might be the best thing that you will you will eat this week because we know Maybe. it's been demonstrated you're not a Thanksgiving lover you don't love no. the Thanksgiving me- menu necessarily I'm not last night I went to like a, a friend's dinner and um, I brought chocolate babka from from Zabar's and it was incredible mm. just so good you really just can't go wrong with Zabar's you just no. walk in everything and you, there is you walk really out good. with is going to be right yeah. Everything's great there. Great cheese counter, great deli meats, all the baked goods, the babka. I love it all. Shout out Zabars. Yes, definitely. Okay, right, next what else story. Kerrig, you know, they make the coffee. Well, now they're making a machine to make cocktails. They uh, are getting into the cocktail game. Last year, they formed a partnership with Dr. Pepper and Anheuser-Busch, and uh, that company was called I believe Drinkworks and Drinkworks has just introduced the Drinkworks Home Bar by Kerrig. The launch is limited in scope. The machines are currently only available for pre-order in the St. Louis area. Uh, on November 19th, they'll arrive in brick and mortar stores, but again, only around St. Louis. For $2.99, with no pods included, the home bar bills itself as able to prepare cocktails, brews, ciders, and more at the touch of a button. The use of prepare appears to be a purposely vague choice. Similar to using a carrot coffee maker, Drinkworks use users pop a pod into the machine, which then calculates the precise, precise amount of water and carbonation needed for each proprietary Drinkworks pod to deliver an exceptional experience every time. The home bar is launching with 24 different options. The list of pods, which have a suggested retail price of $3.99, are margarita, Cosmo, gin tonic, daiquiri, Long Island iced tea, mojito, Moscow mule, old-fashioned, red sangria, white Russian, white wine, peach sangria, lime vodka soda, a strawberry margarita, a Mai Tai, and a paradise margarita. So I still have so many questions about how this is going to work, and I think a lot of people do because it's such limited availability, but uh, no, it's out there. <laughs> I am going to put myself here at the very outset upon hearing this described in the list of drinks, my category right now, my, my feeling, extremely skeptical. Highly, highly skeptical. Me too. Because exactly. here's the thing about all of the drinks that are listed as uh, going to be available through this device. I like to make those drinks. They're fun drinks to make. Part of the thing. Yeah, it's like part of the just like a stalt. 
Yes. Yes. Like I want to be, uh, you know, the, the, the chemistry experiment of making your own cocktail as a, as a novice, uh, you know, as an amateur cocktail composer, that's the fun of it. The, the drinking of it, you know, I, I don't expect when I make a cocktail for it to come out in perfect proportions or in perfect dimensions. It's always going to be more booze than, than the recipe calls for. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm willing to live with those mistakes because it came through, through my own hands. If I want a perfect cocktail, uh, uh, I will go to a place with a real live sanctioned bartender and have that bartender make for me a perfect cocktail and enjoy it in the company of other human beings. Of course, you don't, it's not just like a utilitarian thing like coffee. You can't just like, you know, also it'd be weird just like stay, not completely weird, but like you just don't like make drinks for yourself at home the way that you do with coffee. It's a totally different experience. Totally different experience. I wonder if, you know, the the, the thing that, that might work uh, in this vein is something like your 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 soda stream experience where you know there there if this if they had non-alcohol applications for this cold keurig and you could make interesting non-alcoholic combinations that might catch my fancy where something where I'm I'm going to cuz like you you just hit the nail perfectly on the head it's uh, 100% utilitarian if you want to give me the ability to do a little customizing in the two or three minutes that I'm making a refreshing beverage for myself and, and add in, you know, uh, there's a carbonation element to it and perhaps a pod or two that combine some, some flavors, a, a, a ginger lime, for instance, something like that, then maybe, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll mess with it. But I don't, I don't want your version, your prefab pod composed version of a Moscow mule. You can take that and stick it in your pod container. Absolutely. There's that's there's my no vibe. Reason. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm being too but, harsh. No, I'm with you. There's there's no reason for this. That's it. I, that's I, it. It yeah. just feels it, it just doesn't feel necessary. It's not. Let's move on. But maybe we they'll convince us otherwise. Keurig, get at us. Come come convince <laughs> us. Yeah, totally. Uh one final story for you from the great country of Canada. There's a we lawsuit brewing. I do love Canada. There's a lawsuit brewing against McDonald's, and that means that Mon- Montreal lawyer Joey Zucrun has sought authorization for a class action lawsuit arguing promotion of the popular Happy Meal constitutes illegal advertising for children. He is moving forward with this, and the lawsuit claims that displays inside the restaurants show off toys that come with Happy Meals violating the law. I mean, there's no disputing that, right? They do. That is how it works. I guess the laws in Canada are different. It must be. That's exactly how it works. That's the whole point. I think commercials run on American TV show the toys with kids enjoying the toys. And I mean, I think I just watched one of these commercials over the weekend. The kids were drinking milk. They were eating apples and they were playing with the toys. It was a Wreck-It Ralph thing. In fact, I, I did see this commercial, the new Wreck-It Ralph movie. I mean, all of these these things catch my attention now in a way they might not have eight years ago before my little man was around. But, you know, uh, I, I aren't we in at least in American society okay with that kind of targeting or am I am I off base? We've certainly allowed it. I mean, I don't know if we're okay with it, but it's happening and it's not stopping. We 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 as a general proposition permit targeting of of kids with consumer goods like video That's games right. and toys and if you watch any com- uh, cartoon based channel all the commercials are uh, items geared towards kids. I may, I might need to look up the Canadian law. I know. Well, good luck to them. Um, that's all I've got for you on this pre-Thanksgiving food news. Happy Thanksgiving, Juliet. Thank you. Let's um, get together next week. We'll compare the rest of your week in New York, and I'll tell you whether or not I might not have had the bulgogi by then. But okay. uh, I can't I'll, wait I'll to discuss. A, I'll give a review. Notes. Yeah, I'll give a review of Thanksgiving at least. Talk to you soon. Have a great holiday. Thanks, pal. You too. There we go, my taste buds. Thank you so much for joining us. My enormous love and thanks to Van Lathan 
and the incredible journey he took us on, not only in connection with Weed Thanksgiving, but also his weight loss. I can't wait to see that book next year. Always much love to Juliet on this Thanksgiving week. And my love to you, my taste buds, if you could get yourselves over, take a minute over the break. There's extra days in our schedule, I know, as you uh, uh, sit back and enjoy your great meal. If you if you think about House of Carbs, iHeartRadio. The iHeartRadio Podcast Awards is www.iheart.com slash podcast awards. House of Carbs is a nominee in the food category, and you can vote five times. I'm buying everybody that votes a cheeseburger. All you got to do is DM me when you vote. I've got a cheeseburger coming to you if we win. I love all of you. Everybody enjoy Thanksgiving. We shall be back next week. But until then, let's stay hungry out there. <laughs> <laughs> 